Welcome to High Vibin' It with your hosts, Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. Are you ready to make the most of your life, manifesting your inner desires while living a more aligned, inspired life? Start here. Now, here's Kelsey and Lindsay. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. If you're new here, welcome. This is High Vibin' It, the place where awesome hypnotherapist, Lindsay Robinson, and amazing inspirational blogger and author, myself, Kelsey Aida, help you to live your best life, to go after your dreams, to prioritize feeling good, to vibrate higher, and to just live your most awesome manifestations out in real life. So here we are today. We have a very special guest, but first we have a really huge, important announcement, um, which is exciting and scary and all of the things, but essentially Lindsay and I have decided to take this show on the road and do it ourselves and we will no longer be um, broadcasting on Voice America. So if you would like to follow us to wherever we end up, which will still be iTunes, Spotify, all of those platforms, um, please go to highvibinit.com, drop your email on our email list, and we're going to give you a bunch of freebies just for doing that. But that way, when we reset up on the other platforms, you'll be in the know. You won't have to miss any episodes. And when you leave your email there at highvibinit.com, you're going to get a manifesting cheat sheet from me. You're going to get Lindsay's High Vibe Morning Hypnosis, and you're going to get also um, something that helps you with your daily gratitude practice. That's all free. And it's just a little incentive to help you guys stay with us as we transition. And also, we're doing a really fun Patreon giveaway right now. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash high vibe and you become a Patreon, a supporter of the show from now until March 15th, you have the chance to win over $600 in goodies and valuable stuff. I'm giving away um, enrollment to my radical self-love course. Lindsay is giving away a hypnosis bundle that's worth like $200. My course is at $300. And then you get a meet and greet with me and Lindsay if you are the winner. And there's not that many Patreons right now. So you have good chances of winning. Really good chance. Like go to patreon.com forward slash high vibe, become a member Um, on top of all these goodies that you can win if you're the winner. Um, everyone who's in Patreon gets extended episodes, bonus content, extra love, that kind of stuff. So go check it out at patreon.com forward slash high vibe. That's in the description. And also, yeah, just don't miss where we're going next. Because if you always listen on Voice America, or even if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, we might have to delete those accounts and set them back up. We're not exactly mm-hmm. sure how it's going to work yet. So wherever you're listening, make sure you get on our email list so you're in the know. Or be on the Patreon and then you'll never miss anything because we post episodes there every week. So yeah, you won't even see a blip. If you're a patron, then it won't probably register where you're at because we always go to you guys first and upload everything right there. So big announcements. I'm like, ooh, my heart's racing with all those announcements. Oh my goodness. Making moves. Hmm. So with that, I think that was it, right, Kels? Can we dive right in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So guys. We have a very special guest. Her name is Marta Spurk. It's Spurk, right? Marta Spurk. She is a writer, podcaster, and women's empowerment coach. Her focus is teaching women how to increase their self-esteem and improve self-image by going on a deep dive in inner work and personal development. Through her podcast, The Empowered Woman, her virtual self-improvement school, and in-person workshop, she hopes to encourage and uplift women to step into their own power and realize they can do it all. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, I can't remember how we connected, but it seemed like 
meant to be because our, our first conversation was so fun. And I remember being like, I can't talk about anything because I have so many questions I want to touch on the podcast. So first things first, let's take it over to you. And why don't you tell us kind of your story and how you got into what you're doing now? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, we had a great conversation. Lots of things in common. Uh, I loved it. Um, so I'm originally from Brazil and I've been obsessed from a young age with American culture. And now that I've been doing this work of personal development for so long, I understand why things have come <laughs> to light with my uh, very competitive personality Um overachiever. Like I fit in the United States so well because of all of that. <laughs> addicted to success. Like addicted the rest to success. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, I started teaching English when I was 14 and, uh, languages and, and interpreting, translating, teaching has always been my path, like from a young age. So almost 20 years now, cause I'm 33 and I was always very involved in church. My mom is a pastor so personal development uh, and just, you know, growth has always been a huge part of me, especially as a teacher too. Um, and then I eventually found my husband and made my way over here to the United States because he's American. We met in church in Oklahoma, but he's from Nebraska and I'm in Colorado now. So I've been all over. <laughs> uh, but uh, really what put me on this path of encouraging women was because I needed encouragement for myself and it all started with having triplets. So that's like the turning mm -hmm. point of my story. And it's interesting because even though I started this when they were nine months old, now they just turned four a few weeks ago and I am seeing like the, the breadth and the depth of everything that I went through in the last four years and how important it was for me to dive into this path, even though I was doing it just to survive and it turned into a business like this has been my message for, from the beginning, you know? Um, and it all started because I had to take a hard look at myself, feeling this responsibility of what am I imparting to my kids? And it ended up being just the most amazing journey of self-acceptance and self-love. Um, and I know that now this is something that I can teach them too, because that was another part of the story is that I started realizing, especially with triplets, how, how much I've lost control because it's just, you know, me <laughs> and three of them and understanding right off the bat that I couldn't control them, that I couldn't control their life's outcome and that I would not going to, I was not going to be with them all of the time. And that was so scary. And that's scary in motherhood in general, but with my path of, you know, having them in Brazil, moving back to the U S like there are so many little, um, tidbits there that made this journey so overwhelming. But then with the overwhelm came the, ch came the challenge of finding myself staying true to myself, trusting myself. And it ended up in this message of empowerment and self-acceptance. That's so it. awesome. Thank I think you. that's how a lot of us get on this path. We were kind of talking about this earlier when we were pre-recording pre another episode and it's like, we become like our work because we are like learning mm -hmm. that, like yes. we teach what we're learning, you know, and it helps us to integrate what we're learning and also to spread what's been helpful to us. So I just like always love hearing people's stories that are like that. Yeah. yeah. I always say that I'm, I'm my own case study. Like everything that I put out there <laughs> totally. is living, you know, it's what I'm living. It's what I'm going through. It's what I'm understanding. Like I've been, I've never been so much of an observer and of an analyzer of my own life even when I'm watching like reality TV, whatever it may be, I find stories and lessons and it's like, oh my gosh, that's a perfect analogy. Yeah. What I'm going through. And then I put that out there and people are like, this is exactly what I was feeling. And I would have never been able to put it in words like that. So it's just been amazing. Yeah. 
So your podcast is called The Empowered Woman. Why don't you talk a little bit about what an empowered woman is to you? Like, what's that definition? Yes. So before I talk about that, I do have to say that my podcast used to be called Mom Does It All. And that's how it all started because it was me kind of coming out of the shell of, I don't want to just be a mom. I know I'm more. This is just a part of who I am. And even though I was focusing on working with moms, I started realizing that as much as I didn't want to be labeled as just a mom, I don't want to label these women as just moms either. And I want to women in general. And so I decided to change the name of the podcast, which was a huge shift for me. Um, but it was an important shift that went along with my own shifts and growth, you know? Um, and so to me, an empowered woman really is a woman that takes responsibility for her happiness, uh, for her well-being, for figuring out what she wants out of life, for, uh, stepping into her purpose, because we live a life most times of expecting a lot from other people. And then we get resentful and then we get frustrated and no wonder. Um, and then we blame people for all of that because yes, I was expecting these things from you. You didn't deliver. So it's your problem, right? You're to blame when in reality, it's not how it goes at all. We're to blame. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to say it's my fault because of course there are so many circumstances that come into play. There's lots of different factors. It's not like it's your own fault for every single bad thing that happens in your life. But when you start owning up to your decisions and start understanding that you have to make your own decisions in order to be able to take responsibility for them instead of consulting with everybody around you. Cause that's what women are so used to. And I think it's a culture that's been going on for years with women going to the bathroom together. And it's like, <laughs> you can never do anything by yourself. You always have to consult with your mom and text your friend and post in a Facebook group or Google it. Like you don't trust yourself. And that's so sad to realize and to admit. Yeah. And so for me, um, being empowered has nothing to do with uh, hating on men. It has nothing to do with competing with other women. In fact, it's the opposite. It's being so confident in your path and in your gifts and in your purpose that there is no room for competition. There is no room for hatred with other people. And there is no room for hatred towards yourself. It's forgiveness and it's gratitude, even for your mistakes, owning it all. (laughs) That's awesome. I like that we're moving into a, a conversation about self-trust because this is something that I've been grappling with like lately. So it's always divine timing when we talk about these it things is. on the show. I saw your I face, like, Kels, as she was finishing the sentence. I'm like, she's got something to say. <laughs> come out with it. When it's like exactly what you need at that exact moment, which is also why I love podcasts because I feel like people probably find the exact episode they need mm-hmm. at the exact yeah. moment when they need to hear those like healing words. So I just love everything about it. But yeah, self-trust is like a crazy thing, right? Because I feel like if you have one or two or maybe three bad experiences where you thought something was going to work out and so you went for it and then it didn't, then you start to lose trust in yourself. Like, did I make a bad decision? Mm -hmm. Am I not listening to my intuition? Can my intuition be trusted? Like you come up with all these hard questions where you have to really look in the mirror and be like, well, sometimes things just don't work out and there's got to be a reason and it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Taking responsibility and putting yourself at fault are two completely different exactly. things. Exactly. I feel like. Mm, I love that you said that. It's so true. And understanding too, just like what you were saying, that if it happened a different way than I was expecting, because to me, the ultimate thing that happened how I wasn't expecting was having triplets. And yeah. it's interesting because I just uh, I just had an article published. Um, I contribute to uh, a magazine here in Denver called Denver Parent. And it was one of my most vulnerable articles where I actually put it down in words to say that I was disappointed when I found out I was having triplets because it's the ultimate like 
experience of mom guilt right in the beginning of I've been wanting this for so long, but it's not what I wanted. Absolutely. (laughs) I can relate to that. When I found out my third boy was a boy and not a girl, I went into, Kelsey was there a little bit. I went into like, I, I gave myself 24 hours to just feel whatever I felt and without shame or blame or anything. Yeah. It, it's one of the hardest things though, because yeah. There, and then you think, well, there are people out there that can't even have kids. So what am I, you exactly. know, <laughs> who, do, who am I to be upset? And then it's in those moments that you have to understand. I'm not those people. I'm me. Mm-hmm. I'm living the situation. Yeah. It's okay to feel how, how I feel. And something that's interesting that's been going through my mind lately, because I love creating little analogies is how uh, this whole process of you learning to trust yourself and looking at yourself in the mirror is really, it takes guts to investigate something that's that's negative because it's so much easier to be like, it's not there. Roll over to the other side and that's fine. And I was just (laughs) thinking about this the other day of how all of us have experienced this. Even if you're like a grown man, I I, I need to ask my husband, but I'm thinking it's possible that it happens when you're in the dark in a room and then you see some weird shadow and you're like, that looks like a person or that looks like a monster. And it's like weird. And then, I mean, you're a grown up, so you're not going to think about it and you're just close your eyes, cover your head up or whatever, <laughs> false sense of protection, go to sleep. But the fear was still kind of there. Whereas if you're really not that afraid, why wouldn't you get up out of your bed, turn the light on and see that it's just a pile of laundry or see that the curtain was folded or whatever. And just be at peace of, I was wrong. My brain mm-hmm. interpreted this this way this is not that big of a deal. I can go back to sleep. And Mm -hmm. how many times in our lives we choose to just lay there in fear, sweating, because we refuse to just get up and go deal with it. And then at the end, realize that it was actually not that big of a deal. And it may be that big of a deal, but you wouldn't have known (laughs) if your imagination is so much more powerful than any kind of reality you you could ever like come to face to face with. Yeah. It's so true. Um, in that situation, I'm definitely in, in the real life situation in the bedroom, I'm definitely the one to get up and go see what it is. <laughs> and I do it with all, with all the anger I can muster so that I'm not afraid. Um, but in life, yeah, it's def it's, it's very easily translated to a lot of situations where you're like, yeah. let me just turn my face to this side so that I don't see in this side. This is my good side. Let's just focus yeah. on this side right now and ignore all the blemishes and whatever, whatever have you on the other side. But once you face it, you realize it's, it was never that bad. Your imagination made it seem that way. Your fear, you know, fear. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not scary anymore. Like once you bring it into the light, like how you said, when you turn the light on, like, I think a lot of people are afraid to dive into their darkest emotions or to feel their deepest pain or to relive their most traumatic experiences because they think that they're going to get stuck there or they think that it's going to keep perpetuating itself. When really, if you turn the lights on and look at those things for what they actually are, it's always an opportunity for healing, growth expansion, knowing yourself, having compassion for yourself, self-forgiveness, having compassion for others, which is also super healing. So it's like the work can be hard and it can be scary, but it is definitely really rewarding. And And you will never regret doing the work. (laughs) Like in no situation will you wake up 10 years from now and be like, really wish I didn't know myself so well. (laughs) Really wish I I didn't have so much Mm self-awareness. Yeah. Well, speaking of self-awareness, why do you think, I know you're really big on this self-love, self-awareness aspect. Why is self-awareness so important? I feel like, again, it's for taking responsibility and not expecting so much from others because when you're, it's easier to let people label you. It's easier in one 
point in one aspect, because then you don't have to do the work. So they just tell you what your life is supposed to be like and all the shoulds, but it's also very, very hard because then you don't have an opinion. And if it doesn't sit well with you, then you just have to shut up and just move on. Whereas when you start seeing these things and you understand that you actually have the power to change them, or I don't even want to say change, just looking at it from a different perspective and going back to looking at your past or looking at those wounds, it's so important for you to go back to them and see them because you're not the same person, right? You haven't done a whole lot to look at that and change that or whatever it is. We, we evolve with time and we are in different headspaces throughout different times in our lives. So just being an adult and going back to like child wounds and trauma, you're not the same person. And it is possible for you to see that through different eyes right now. And Mm -hmm. this is, you know, what, where self-awareness is so beautiful because you get to be so honest with yourself that you don't, you're not afraid of saying, oh my gosh, I really messed up or I should have done it differently or just accepting that you couldn't have done it differently because you didn't know any better. Exactly. And I like when you said, um, going back to childhood situations, experiences, possible traumas, seeing those situations through adult eyes versus the child eyes who really don't know what life's about yet. They have no way to relate to a past experience. So they're just getting what they get in that moment. Yeah, Going back and seeing it through adult eyes can give you, it's so powerful in, in its ability to give you such a perspective shift Yeah, that you can't go back to not knowing before. Like once you know that perspective and you're like, oh, okay, that's what happened. You can see it from all angles. You can see it from your adult mind who knows more about the situation now. Yes. The problem is we're so afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, you know, that you never really want to go back and like yeah. be afraid all over again or be exactly. vulnerable or be wounded all over again, you know? So, I mean, yeah, it's tough. I get it. But it's very powerful work. It is. And especially knowing that even if it is hurtful, now you know that you can control how you feel and how you yes. react. When you were a child, you didn't know. You were just doing it automatically yep. out of whatever happened. And now being more in control of your own thoughts, it's like, yeah, that sucked, but how can I reframe this and be in control of the situation and my thoughts? Yeah, exactly. I love that. Love it. Well, with that, let's just take a quick little tidbit break here to talk about one of our favorite sponsors. And they're all our favorite sponsors because we love all these products. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Which is Lola. And Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. The founders have a motto that's basically like if we care about the ingredients in the food that we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true for our feminine care products? Which is so true because that's a very absorbent part of your body. So you don't Mm -hmm. want to be putting chemicals up there because it's going to go straight into the bloodstream. So here we go. This is why you need Lola. First of all, the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products. So most of them don't, which is terrifying. Lola offers complete transparency about their ingredients in the tampons, pads, liners, wipes, etc. Major brands use a lot of bad synthetic ingredients in their products. Um, they use sometimes uh, fragrances that are not healthy for you, dyes, mm-hmm. leeches, cleansing agents, all that stuff. Lola is 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes, which is amazing. 
They also make it super easy because it's a subscription-based model. So you're literally subscribing to like your tampons every month or whatever it is. So you don't have to go to the store every month, which we all know is super annoying. You don't have to send your husband for you, which he thinks is super annoying. And it's just like easy. It comes to your door and you can customize your subscription. So that's amazing. Also, it's founded by women for women. So they know what we need, what we want. Um, and we just really are loving this brand because they make everything so easy and so clean and natural. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be using it every month anyway. So why not? This is one of the smartest subscriptions you could ever get. (laughs) Right. It's already like a necessity. (laughs) So Um, for 30% off your guys' first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter Vibin when you subscribe. Um, And that'll give you your 30% off, which you can only find here at High Vibinate because we love you guys and we give you guys the best deals. Have you heard of Lola, Marta? No, I haven't. That sounds Aren't you amazing. glad you know about it now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. MyLola.com and then you enter Vibin. And that's it. So let's get back to it. Speaking of self-love, loving yourself, treating yourself good. Yeah. Um, let's dive into happiness as our topic of conversation right now because I feel like it's a huge part of loving yourself and empowerment. And to me, somebody who loves themselves is somebody who prioritizes feeling good. Now, I will say a disclaimer that feeling good doesn't always mean happiness. But of course, as humans, we all want to experience more happiness. So how can we cultivate more of it? I love that you said that, um, that we're not necessarily going to be doing things that we love all the time or that we're not going to be happy all the time. Cause this is something that I have been thinking about lately, how for the most part, the highs that we seek in life, they last not very long. They're very short lived. And then mm-hmm. we end up living every other waking moment looking for that one high, yeah. which is such a waste of our time because <laughs> we should just be looking at every opportunity, even the crappy moments to see not necessarily the silver lining, but like, what can I learn from this? Or what can I be grateful for in this situation? And to me, that really is the joy and the happiness and the reward and the success because we look at success or happiness. Cause sometimes if you're talking business, you're going to be like success. If you're, you know, a stay at home mom, you're not really thinking success. You're thinking happiness. So whatever you oh, want to call thinking it, about it all, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. about it all. <laughs> whatever it is, it's happiness. If it's success, it's like the, your success is not going to be in your accomplishments in the titles mm-hmm. in the money, because we've seen people that have had all of that, that committed suicide that got into drugs. So that must not be the way. The way is every single day choosing it, choosing to feel good, even when it sucks, which may seem crazy, but there is always a reason to feel good uh, wherever you are in life. Right. And, and that's where their gratitude piece. And for so long, I would hear, you know, coaches and mentors talking about the, the, the importance of gratitude. And, and, and it just seemed so obvious to me, but I didn't grasp the importance. And it's just one of those things that I remember when I was playing the piano and you, I learned all the chords and all whatever. And then it didn't dawn on me until I understood that I could only push the, the same keys for the chord, you know, for it to harmonize. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't matter how many times people would tell me, like I had to feel it and hear it right. through my ears to touch it, you know? And that's how it is with every concept of life. Like until you actually understand it yourself, you're not going to get there. So you have to get on this journey so that you're closer to getting to the point where it dawns on you. And totally true. This has, this has been, it is I have been searching for the importance of gratitude for so long. 
And then realizing that that's where happiness lies is in finding the beauty of the little things and stopping to smell the flowers. It just, it becomes so cliche. And then we don't want to dive into that, but I encourage anyone who's listening to it to dive into, and especially the cliches, because there's a reason why they've become cliche. So don't let it. Oh my gosh. You know, I say that. I say that all the time, Kelsey. I say that all the time. I'm like, there's a reason cliches are cliches because they're true most of the time. (laughs) And then it just, it becomes just so outplayed that we don't Mm -hmm. even want to hear it anymore. And, and, and my background in like languages and understanding, uh, you know, translation or whatever is really the importance of finding definitions. And because of social media, everything gets so played out, um, that it loses its meaning. And so it's time to get back into, okay, let's go to the dictionary and see what is happiness. What is success? And what is gratitude? Mm -hmm. And then you will start to grasp this so much better because they are concepts that have been around from forever. The philosophers have been talking about and thinking about, and now we have all this information so chewed up for us that it's almost like we don't even have to try, but you still have to try. Otherwise it's going to mean nothing to you. Yeah. It's well, it's like love at first sight, isn't it? It's like, you can explain what love at first sight or what, what a, a soulmate connection feels like, but you know, when you know, you know, and that sort of thing, but you yeah. always get the question of, but how do you know? Yeah. Like, how do you know? I ask that question all the time. Yeah. It wasn't until I felt what it could feel like to really feel like, oh, my soul knows you. Like mm-hmm. we know each other yeah. really on a deeper level. And you never really, you can, you can try to understand it. It's so funny because I was trying to explain cramps to my husband the other day. And he was like, <laughs> I actually wasn't trying to, but he was like, I just cannot imagine something right here giving you like cramp, like constricting and giving you cramps. He goes, it's like asking me to taste with my fingers. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's true. That's another thing you would never, ever know Mm -hmm. unless you experience it. I totally get where you're coming from. And the gratitude is no different. Like you can hear these things. You can know that you should be doing them. But the second you start to feel the benefits, mm-hmm. there's nothing, there's nothing yeah. like it. No one can tell you how that feels. You have yeah. to just kind of feel it. And it's another thing I was going to say too. Mm-hmm. There's really no shortcuts. No. Is there? I mean, you can look for them, but you really have your own journey yeah. and your own path and only you can like walk it. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that the reason why you don't feel it and then you don't know and it doesn't seem real to you is because you don't stick with it long enough. Uh-oh. And thinking about how, um, there is no, there are no shortcuts and especially with day and age that we live in, we want it right now. We don't want to wait two minutes even, you know, and this whole process takes time because it is a life long journey of understanding what life is all about and existence and your purpose. And you're not going to know it as soon as you're born. Of course not. You still have years and years to live to figure that out. And one of the things that I have been figuring out with this whole idea of happiness and self-love is that, we live our lives thinking that our jobs are to please people or to be to fit in or to belong or that we spend our lives seeking for the approval of our parents when in reality the, the entire time what we're actually doing is seeking our own approval yeah. and the sooner you realize that you need to approve of yourself the sooner you will hit that spot of oh my gosh i love life i can find happiness even in the crappy moments because you're not depending on anybody else it's just so freeing cuz it's you and you forever <laughs> so it's just a lot easier i mean it's still hard but it's so much easier because you're not going to be running in circles frustrated that people are not embracing you because they will never embrace you yeah 
and they will the closer they the closest they will get to embracing you is when you start embracing yourself so it all yeah. starts there Kels self-love queen. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just taking it all in, just shaking my head. I'm like, yeah. mm -hmm." And then I was also thinking about how I really like to make this distinction between like happiness and feeling good. So when we're happy, we feel good, right? Naturally, everyone feels Mm -hmm. good when they're happy, but there's also ways to feel good when you're not happy. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes they're like synonymous. So it's like, if you like, for example, I always give this example, like sometimes what feels the best in that moment is to like cry. So you're not necessarily happy, but you're feeling right. good, you know? Yeah. So um, just something to keep in mind, because I found when my only goal for life was like happiness, I was judging myself every time mm-hmm. I wasn't happy, mm-hmm. which was making me unhappy, make me right. feel happy. Uh. <laughs> so it's like you want, of course, we all want to cultivate more happiness, but don't make it this end all be all goal where you devalue every other emotion that's not happiness because they all have equal amounts of value. Obviously, some are more uncomfortable than others. Yeah. Obviously, some are more preferred than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why we're here talking about cultivating more of those positive emotions that we all love. But like we said, sometimes you got to turn on the light, which implies that there's already yes. dark, like you're in mm-hmm. the dark, right? So mm-hmm. the contrast is really where the magic is because, like, Like if you don't know sadness, how can you know happiness? You can't know one or the other without each other because they're like mirrors in the opposite way. So Mm -hmm. if you're just happy all the time, you wouldn't even know that you're happy because you've never been sad. Which yeah. is the opposite of happiness. Which is another cliche, right? You have to yeah. have the dark to have the light. And people hear that and they're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but seriously, it's true. You cannot have the good without no, you can't know how good the good is without experiencing the, the yeah. contrast to that. Well, and I think a lot of that too goes into saying when we're talking about personal development and uh, self improvement. It's not just think positive because I feel mm-hmm, like yes. that's another thing that people are tr- running away from. Like, I can't just do that. That's not going to change. And it really is not because it's not a matter of ignoring the bad. Right. It's really digging into the bad a lot more than you would even dig into the into the good yep. because that's how you get to the point of now I can choose to feel good even when this is bad because you're leaning into those awful feelings and it's not fun, but at the same time, it's so fun. It's kind of like you get addicted once you start <laughs> doing it more. Like you're afraid at first, I get it. Start <laughs> taking the baby steps. And then afterwards, it's like whenever something crappy comes into play, like whenever you see a girl that you thought, you know, I have nothing against her. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I'm jealous. I want to compete with her. She's better than me. Like these things arise because they will. And it's very easy for you to judge yourself and be like, I don't feel that, whatever. Um, or but, I shouldn't feel that or, or like how crappy that. am I? Yeah. To be feeling exactly. That. exactly. So go either ignore or just shame yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like investigate. And this is one of the things that I say a lot, like what an amazing thing to say that you're an expert in yourself, that you're like a detective of your own self. Right. <laughs> because I mean, why would you hide something from you? Yeah. You know, like, why can't you be honest with yourself and say, yeah, I'm jealous of this. Why? Where is this coming from? And trying to understand and then going back into your past and maybe there was a similar situation and kind of giving yourself that closure. Yeah. That's just so important. Everything is a message. Right, Kels? Every emotion, everything that comes up and triggers you, it's trying to tell you something. We're always talking about dig a little deeper and figure out what it is. And I like doing what you just said, Marta, where you 
ask yourself why, like, why am I actually feeling like this? Mm -hmm. And you dig because usually you'll find a pretty good reason. Like maybe um, in the past, an ex-boyfriend cheated on you with someone who was just like her. So when you see her, you get triggered and you're Mm -hmm. like, why? Because in that moment, I didn't feel good enough. Now I don't feel good enough again. And I want to feel good enough. And that's the pure positive intention of your soul is like, Mm -hmm. I feel jealous because I want to feel good enough. And if you dig deep enough, you'll always find a pure intention, like one of innocence. Mm -hmm. Like even to the most extreme example, and I like throwing this out there because it's the most extreme to demonstrate a point is like, even a murderer has a reason for killing somebody. Okay. And I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying right. anybody. I'm not, it's wrong. Obviously. I was not expecting that. murderer. Keep going. I love That's it. the most extreme example. <laughs> I mean, it is to take someone's true. life, right? <laughs> so like, let's say that this murderer is so alone because they're in so much pain. The only way that they can feel connection to other people is to put other people in pain. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're doing this to connect. So their intention is to connect. Yeah. It's not actually, I mean, it's to hurt people, but under that, it's to to connect. So if you go deep enough, you can always find a pure positive intention. That's my like truest belief anyway. Yeah. It's like, I totally agree with that. You'll find a good pure intention because we're all pure on the inside and then stuff just comes and covers it up trauma and pain and everyone gets fucked up and then you're killing people and <laughs> escalates, but because you didn't deal with it. Yeah, no. And, and it's so interesting that you say that about the positive, the true, pure, positive intention. Cause that's another thing that I have shared recently that my, my uh, daughter, so I have two boys and one girl and my daughter started doing something that at first I was like, hmm, that's pretty smart, Alec. And manipulative of you to do. And then I thought, hold on, she's four years old. She's not there yet. Let's look into this and learn from her because we can learn so much from kids. And this whole process has been me going through back through my childhood as an adult. Like it's such a trip through your kids and dealing with your mom trauma. But anyways, (laughs) she, uh, she, every time I start raising my voice and, you know, tell her that she's in trouble, whatever. Sometimes she pouts, but lately what she's been doing is she looks at me with puppy eyes and she says, I love you. And at first I was like, wow, nice try. Cause now, you know, you don't, you, what you're thinking, you're not going to have to do what I want you to do. And then thinking about the purest intentions there, I was like, it doesn't matter that I'm disappointing her, that I'm being mad at her. She still loves me. And isn't yeah. that what we should be taking out into the world? Like people are going to be mean to us. They're going to do stuff that we don't agree with and that we would never do to other people. But then how about loving them anyway? Because they don't know any better or maybe they're, they're flawed or, or not maybe. They are flawed just like we are and we can't control how people feel. So might as well just be kind and show love. So just to <laughs> reiterate your point. <laughs> I love it. Let's dive into some like daily actionable things that maybe you do or you teach your clients to do to cultivate more happiness just in like the everyday moments because life is really just a big pile of moments. So the more moments you can um, really feel empowered in and feel better in, the more of a better feeling life you're going to have. Yes. So I love suggesting little exercises that you can do like as a morning routine. I have tried different things and ultimately because I'm like so free spirited, I can't stick to something for very long. And I used to really judge myself for that. Like you can't even do anything and you're always so distracted. And it's like, this is just how I am. And now what I teach is having women understand themselves so well that they don't judge themselves. Cause it's like, this is just how I am. Yeah. I can't stick. Or some other people will have a heart attack if they don't have color coded stuff. So stick to what works for you. If that's, what's good for you, then do that. But there are some practices that, that I feel like 
are really helpful. But what I encourage mostly is taking this throughout your day. It's good to set the tone in the morning and do the gratitude and all of that. But what I really, really would love for people to develop is this awareness throughout the day. Because you can go to church right once a week. And then what do you do throughout the week? Or you can listen to that podcast and get encouraged. But what do you do the other days? You know, this has to be the soul of your life is every single day. And you can unwind and watch Netflix, except when I'm watching Netflix, I'm also analyzing. But um, (laughs) and just thinking about, you know, what does this mean for me? And why am I acting this way? Or how can I find gratitude in, in this aspect? So that's like, throughout the day, but I feel like it has to start with some actionable steps until you develop that awareness. And one of the things besides gratitude uh, in the morning that I learned from a mentor that I really love is something called the brag book. Because when you're writing your, your gratitude, um, his name is Xander Fryer, but oh. he was, uh, he he's mentored by Jack Canfield. So okay. comes love from it. one of these people. Um, and uh, is the brag book, which means when you're going through your gratitude journal, you're not putting yourself in there. You're going to say, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for feelings, things, people, whatever. When you do a brag book, it's all you. So it's you forcing yourself to think about good things that you have accomplished and whatever. It doesn't have to be anything yeah. big. Cause usually you think, okay, well, I got my master's degree or I landed this one gig, whatever. Amazing. But how about the little things? So I, I usually encourage people to think about five things that are big. So overall in life and then think about little things. So yesterday I actually did laundry yesterday. I put away all the laundry, little things that you, you know, you don't give yourself credit for because we're huge on not giving ourselves enough credit. And then we expect it from people and we wonder why we get frustrated, but back to the point. So write five things that you are so proud of yourself for doing. And instantly you're going to be feeling more pumped because it's like, hell yeah, I did that, you know? And especially if you're feeling crappy and saying, I will never get over this. This is the worst moment of my life. Usually when we're living it, it's the worst, right? Right. If you start thinking about something else that was super hard that you overcame, you're going to be like, yeah, that was awful. And I'm still here. Hmm. You know, so remind yourself of other difficult situations that you've overcome because that's proof for yourself <laughs> that you got this, you know, that you'll figure it out somehow and you're, and you're going to come out of it alive. And here's another wonderful cliche. You've survived a hundred percent of your bad days and bad experiences. You're yep. winning. Yes. And then you add it to your Still bad here. book. And I'm like, I fucking survived that shit, even though it was hard <laughs> as fuck. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So I want to, I want to play this. Can we do two things each? Let's do two. Cause I don't, five might be too long. Kelsey, give me two. Things that we're proud of ourselves for. Yes. Well, this is something that Matt Kahn talks about a lot, and he did a whole YouTube video on it. I'll have to find it and maybe post it on the Patreon. But he uses like self appreciation as a gateway into um, self love because your brain really only registers the encouraging parts. It's not really concerned about like what you're saying you did mm, a good job for. So he's literally like, you can say, wow, you're really great at making quesadillas. And that's going to feel as good as like, you're so great at like writing a book or whatever. But also you could even say you're like, give yourself encouragement for the things that you like, like are really good at sucking at. So like, if you're a really bad parallel Parker and you always scratch your tire, you'd be like, I'm really good at scratching tires. <laughs> Kelsey, <laughs> and it I have to be a positive. that. No, I love that because remind yourself how good you are at stuff. You can be like, I'm a really good manipulator today. (laughs) Yeah, because I really do love 
like teaching this little teaching where it's like, you want to be successful. You want to have abundance, like, especially with the success thing, your subconscious mind is a goal machine. Every goal it's ever had, it has achieved. You just get to decide what it is. So like with the parallel parking, I'm really good at, it's just such a little, it's a fun little angle to look at it. Like everything is happening the same. Your perception is changing. And that is the key to any kind of mindset work and any kind of evolution and transition. Um, Wow. That was really cool. Okay. We have to get to a read, but I still want to play this game because I think it's really important. Yes. Um, Well, I think this ties in so well. So I am terrible at working out. You're great at I'm not really good. Out. I'm really good at not working out. I'm so <laughs> good at not working out. I'm like the best at it. Um, but when I do work out, I love to use Beat Elite from Human. So what this is, is it's like a, a beet superfood powder drink that you drink 30 minutes before your workout. And for a full month, this is another thing I'm proud of. For a full month, I kept up with workouts and I did them. And I'm so proud of that. And when I was yeah. doing them, I tried this just to see because it's supposed to give you more stamina and energy and give you such a, a better workout and if, allow you to feel really, really great afterwards. So I was like, let me just see what this is like. First of all, it tastes amazing. It's so good. It tastes like candy, um, which I love. And so I found through my workout, I did actually have more energy. I wasn't getting as tired. My mood was actually elevated when I was uh, working out, which you know I'm usually just trying to get through it. Um, yeah. And I really, really felt good afterwards too. So, uh, I love it. I really do. Beatily. I definitely noticed a difference before I took it versus after my workout. Um, it's trusted by hundreds of elite teams, athletes, and organizations all over the world. So, you know, you're getting a top-notch performance product. And if you guys want to try it out, I highly, highly recommend it. If you do work out and you are an active person, like, I don't know, Kelsey, she's like <laughs> always doing physical <laughs> stuff, then you're just going to love it even more. As somebody who Working out really isn't my thing. I still love it. So you're just going to love it even more. So do what I did. What? Even if you don't work out, it's still great because the whole thing about Beat Elite is that you're getting nutrition from beets and it's well, yeah, that's true too. Oxygen to your body and your brain. Yes, exactly. It's it's optimal for when you're moving your body and oxygenating those muscles and getting the blood flow going and all that stuff. But like Kelsey said, even if you don't, still try it. Um, take your game to the next level with Beat Elite by going to livehuman.com slash vibin and get 20% off your first purchase. So the team at Human is making this offer exclusive to High Vibin at listeners only. So you won't find a deal like this anywhere else. Go to livehuman.com slash vibin, B-I-B-I-N, 20% off. Anyway, that's what I'm really proud of. I love that I was able to do that. <laughs> and now I can look back and be like, that was fun. We'll see if I ever work out again. I don't know. Maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so bad. So, um, so we're sharing. Yeah, we're sharing. Kelsey, give us two things. Two things that I'm really good at or proud of myself for. Um, I'm really good at finding creative ways to feed myself without cooking because I hate cooking. And <laughs> I am proud of myself for um, being really productive today and getting a lot of work done because my mind's been scattered lately. So I reeled it in, doing the things. Good. Marta, what are you proud of? First, I love that you said that it for your brain, it doesn't matter if it's big or not. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm going to start using mm-hmm. that because that's yeah. what I was saying. Usually you think, okay, accomplishments, let's think of the bigger things and you run out of them because usually you don't have as many big ones and you're like, all right, now I suck. So think about the little ones. Uh, well, I, I will have to say proud of putting the laundry away because that's a huge one. Usually with the kids, I just kind of put them over there because they're just going to use everything again. But I put Same. 
I hung everything. That's huge. Um, and the other one, I feel like thinking of a bigger one, and this is something that's coming up a lot for me, is just having the guts of up and leaving and marrying my American husband after dating long distance. Like we're gonna, we're coming up to our 10 year anniversary. That was huge and it changed my life. So proud of myself. <laughs> Yay. Yay. That's amazing. That is really cool. 10 years. That's almost as long as I've been with my husband. Yeah. Not long distance though. He's like always been like right over there. That's <laughs> as long as I've been with my imaginary husband too. You're so mind. cute. In my dreams. Good. <laughs> and guys, let's not forget, we are all very, very good expert, in fact, at keeping ourselves alive. Oh, yes. yes. Every single and our children, and our children. Me and Marta. That's important. That's, That's important. Kelsey's really good. She's got plants. I can see her plants are thriving. Plants. That takes takes talent because I don't have plants. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm really bad at plants, man. <laughs> they can't tell you if they want a snack. Right. It's just if you don't. <laughs> but they scream, do tell I'm you. <laughs> they look sad. My plants, when they need water, they're just like, Mee. They droop. And then I feed them and they're like, yay. Like perk up again. <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny. Um, we we talked about kind of taking responsibility for your happiness and ways to start doing that. Um, I did have a question around that, and I don't remember exactly what it was. But what would you say was the biggest like pivotal point where you knew you were on the right path, or you knew that you were on your way to your self uh, empowerment, self evolution, self introspection, that kind of thing. I think for me, it was understanding more of my personality type. And one of the tools that I love the most is the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. um, that is like, I love all personality types. I think they're great. But that one really hit the nail on the head for me uh, in understanding this need that I've had for success, recognition, approval. And that for so long, I thought I was seeking it from others and that I just had to figure out a way of shutting that out. Yeah. But the only way that I can shut that out is accepting myself. And so that's where everything happened for me. It was that, oh my gosh, of all people that can share on how to stop seeking external validation, I'm this person <laughs> because I'm teaching this to myself daily. So it's no problem for me to be talking about this day in and day mm -hmm. out because it, it helps me too. Yeah. I find that a lot too. A lot of the times I'm saying things and I'll even have to say to my clients, like, I know you know this. I'm kind of saying it to both of us right now because it's <laughs> nice to hear the validation that what you are thinking is actually what's happening. Yeah. And half the time when you're working with people, you find that it's quite therapeutic for yourself as well. And helping you. do you find that you attract people that like what Kelsey said, how um, we were talking about something and Kelsey's like, it's funny you say that because I'm having a little bit of trouble with that as well. Like, do you find yourself attracting clients that mirror what you're going through at the time? Has that ever happened to you? Well, yeah. I mean, everybody that happens I to me all the time. Yeah. Like uh, women that are on this journey. And what's interesting is that sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, but I'm talking so much about myself that nobody's going to resonate with this if, if they're not the same personality type. Mm. But the thing is, is that I feel like as humans, especially as women, the struggle is real when it comes to recognition and wanting to be validated. And so even though this is like, my soul and what's my message and my test and my cross to bear. <laughs> um, everyone, every woman can kind of resonate that with that. And even the women that come to me saying, you know, I already feel pretty empowered. So it's not like, you know, I'm struggling that much. And it's like, even the people that are already feeling like they don't need this validation, there's always the piece of, but have you really accepted yourself? Right. Because if, if you're not seeking for that validation, then maybe you're a little bit bitter still because you're like, okay, I'm not going to get anything from anybody. 
I'm, I'm, I'm past that. All right. But are you getting it from somebody meaning yourself? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So everybody needs it. I have a question for you in regards to your accepting yourself, understanding you are the way you are. How is that translating over to your marriage? Like, do you find certain points in the marriage, like when there's a disagreement that you're just like, I am who I am. So deal with it. Like, I'm sure you're not, but how do you kind of (laughs) navigate those situations where you duly true accept yourself, but also have a family and other people that you need to love and hold space for as well? That has definitely been a challenge for me uh, because lots changed after having kids. So it's kind of like a different person. And my husband's like, you didn't used to be like this. And it's like, what's happening? But a lot of it has been me understanding my personality. I have been understanding other people's personalities and his personality more into saying, he's saying this, but it's not like he wants to attack me me or offend me. That's just how he operates because I operate in a different way. So now every time I listen to him, it's almost like I laugh because it's like, that's so typical. You know, that's you. <laughs> Called of it. Course, yeah. Of course you would say that yeah. instead of just getting automatically offended, which would lead into arguments because I would get defensive. That was my thing, getting defensive. And I'm still working on it, but it's yep. helped me. It hasn't been easy, but the awareness has helped us. And even recently, and he won't admit it that it's because of the work that I've been doing with myself, but I know it is. Uh, <laughs> he's He's been saying that he has been reflecting like maybe the way that I do things is not the most effective. Like maybe calling people out all the time isn't always the best approach. And I'm like, mm, what, what prompted you to start oh my goodness. <laughs> thinking about this? Is, and, and he's like, no, this has got nothing to do with you. Uh, and even the oh, other yeah. day too, I was away with my parents. They came to visit and he, he wasn't around and it was like four days without seeing me and the kids. And he messages me three days in and he's like, I hate to admit this, but life is pretty boring without you. Oh. And I'm like, okay, why do you hate to admit it? And yeah. like, well, because I like boring, but to an mm-hmm. extent. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, so see, we need each other. And that's the bottom line is that, yes, mm-hmm. it is hard to own up to who you are, but when you are so you, it's easier for you to see other people for who they are and be like, hey, I need a little bit of this because I don't have that, you know? So it's Absolutely. been challenging, but it's been beautiful as well into kind of bringing us together closer together because we are understanding where we're coming from more. And I would say, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. And I would say like, if you, what's, what's the alternative to not knowing yourself or to knowing yourself is would be not knowing yourself and just saying clueless and therefore not understanding how anyone else operates yeah. because you don't even know how you operate. Mm-hmm. So you, you must like the first step has to be getting on board and really becoming cliche alert guys, your own best friend, because mm-hmm. then it's almost like you become dare I say like an awareness junkie where you like, now I'm aware of me. Let's become aware of you. And I want to know how you tick. And I want to know the way that you are so that I don't feel slighted when you say a certain thing, a certain way and vice versa. And it sounds like it's rubbing off quite nicely on your husband as well, whether or not he will admit it. Yeah. Everybody wins. That's what I'm saying. When you love yourself, everybody wins. And it seems crazy because it's like, no, you're selfish. No. And even if you want to call it selfish (laughs) and just, you know, think about it in a positive way, because I feel like being selfish is positive in this contest that we're talking about, because then you're so you and fully you that people get the amazingness of the full you instead of getting a half you. So it's absolutely. And I feel like everybody is at their best when they feel authentic. And what better way to feel authentic is to really just be authentic and know who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was going to insert like 
on my path to more happiness and more self-love, the key has really been understanding myself, right? And questioning, why Mm. do I do this? Why do I want this? Why am I like this? Um, What are my preferences? What are my boundaries? Blah, blah, blah. And when you really know how to learn and understand yourself, it's so easy to learn and understand other people, which makes you feel connected to them, just like you feel connected to yourself from understanding yourself. And that connection is really what brings people happiness. Honestly, most of the reasons why we do things is to gain more connection because that's like a fundamental human need. So when you can go straight to the source and know that I need connection and understand healthy ways to get it, like by asking questions, understanding people, stepping into their perspective. It just changes everything. And I'm getting goosebumps as I say this because like (laughs) you can try and be happy all on your own, but what good is happiness if you're like sitting under a tree for your whole life all alone? You know, like we're all here together for a reason Mm -hmm. because we're meant to connect together and we love connecting together. And that's what really like fills us. And Mm -hmm. this is can even go into like a conversation about depression because how many people have felt depressed and usually it stems from some kind of isolation or lack of connection, even if you're not physically isolated, Mm -hmm. it's like you don't feel connected to anyone. And so you start to like wither away on the inside and feel depleted and feel empty and feel alone and feel hopeless and feel sad. And Mm -hmm. so it's like happiness and connection have a really big role to play in each other. And so when you understand yourself, you can understand others, which leads to more connection, which leads to more happiness. That's what I was trying to say. That's amazing. And I love that you said, go to the source. Because you are the source. And for me, growing up in church, this was hard too, because I have learned now that we put so much pressure on God to do everything. And again, that's easy, right? It's outside of me. So like, yeah, God, do all the things. And if he doesn't, I will just resent him, which is kind of (laughs) like replacing him, people to God. And it's like, no, find the source within you, which I feel I, now I understand that that was the concept behind God in existence, regardless of your beliefs is that tuning back into yourself and, and finding all of that. And just to say one more thing is that I haven't watched Frozen, the, the Frozen 2, but somebody posted a quote the other day that I thought was brilliant that said, you, I know what it is. you're the one you've been waiting for your entire life. Yes. And it's so true. It's cliche, cliche, cliche. So true. So valid. We have to continue this conversation um, over on the Patreon. But before we head out from uh, the live show, tell people where they can learn more about you and what your offer is to the listeners. Yes. So just find me anywhere with either Empowered Woman or Marcia Spurk. So my website is marchaspurk.com, Marcia Spurk on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my offer is I actually have a personal development school. It's a virtual school called the Empowered Woman School where uh, you subscribe monthly and you get classes and resources and not only classes with me, but with guest experts as well. So it's just a way of keeping yourself consistent with personal development. Amazing. Well, Marta, I'm excited to talk to you um, over on the Patreon. Kelsey, we have to remind people one more time to head over to patreon.com forward slash high vibe to join in on all the fun with these extended episodes. We have a new kind of theme that we do in these interviews where we ask rapid fire questions, burning personal spiritual questions. So, and we might even answer some of them ourselves. It's going to be so fun. We're probably going to pull a card. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash high vibe and join us for the rest of this interview. Yeah, Thank you you're going to so be much. entered into the giveaway when you do that. So, you Oh, yeah. Win. Whoops. Yes. Enter into the giveaway when you become a patron. Amazing. All right. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of High Vibin' It. Be sure to join Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida for another great program 
next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to have you join us again soon.